On this episode of the Hyperfast Agent Podcast, we are joined by Dean Aguilar from Dean Aguilar Group in San Diego. Listen as Dean presents at the Hyperfast Agent Digital Deep Dive event. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Hyperfast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyperfast. And now, here are your hosts, Kerry Shaw and Dan Lesniak. Kerry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyperfast. Man, you guys are doing amazing things. Seriously, you guys are doing amazing things. I'm, I'm so happy to, that you oh, invited me on it. I'm excited to rock it. Well, so I want to, because the interesting thing is, I know you in your new world, yeah. but in your world running a real estate team and being a complete real estate badass, like that came before Digital Muse. So if you can just give our listeners a really quick overview about that period of your life so they have some context and what led you to where you are now, then I'm going to give a little context over where you are now. Do you mind starting there? Yeah, absolutely. This is, we, so first of all, Carrie and I have something in common. She is from uh, and does business from the area that I grew up in. So I, I originally started my real estate career in Washington, D.C., like the, the Washington, D.C. area where you're at. You know, I grew up, uh, I was born in D.C., grew up in Falls Church and, and all oh, yeah. went to Falls Church High School. Like it was it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it was in 2001. So, it, man, I've been licensed like 19 years now at, at this point. Um, had a had a business down there, grew a team down there, lost my ass in 2008 and then um, decided I need me and my wife were like, okay, <laughs> we just lost everything. So we was like, well, let's go find a beach. And so we did that literally. A really good idea when you're, you're starting over. That's it. We took every savings we had. We literally didn't work for a year. And look, granted, not everybody could do it at the time, but like we just needed, we just lost everything, right? So we, uh, we started back up in California, grew the team again. Blessed to say last year we did like 257 deals um, in San Diego. Nice. Yeah. And believe it or not. So here's an interesting thing that I think a lot of people will will love is out of the 257 deals, 22 of the deals came specifically from Instagram, not Facebook, YouTube or LinkedIn or anything. It came from one specific pillar, which is pretty crazy. But so the agents, though, because we started the, you know, the other agency, Sharon and I, we we they have the benefit of us growing their accounts and stuff like that. Right. So that's how that came about is we we've kind of cultivated their, their following over the last year and a half. It's been about 18 months actually. So it's been pretty good. Um, Huge. But- 22 deals is I don't know many people in the country who've been able to create that kind of traction. And to me that 18, 18 months is not that much time for 22 deals. Like if I told any of you watching right now, Hey, would you like to get a deal a month on average? <laughs> and would be like, nah, I'm good. But you know, so like that's very true. And and it's it's like I, I think people can relate it to um like farming, right? So most of us know that it it takes a minute, right, to send those postcards out like consistently before they know, like, and trust you and want to work with you and you finally land your first listing. It's kind of the same thing, you know, like they have to, as long as you're doing great value, like on social and, and on Instagram in particular they eventually will reach out. Oh, so check this out. You'll appreciate this, right? So 
obviously we're a big military town and got like five, six bases here. Out of the 22, six of them were nowhere near San Diego. They were completely from other areas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so here's the conversation. So this is, this is really funny. So, cause I always ask the agents like, Hey, you know, what did they say when they reached out to you? I'm just wanting to know. Cause I just, you want the data, right? You want it, how they reached out. And here's a conversation. Every single, every single one of them said the same thing when they reached out in DMS it's, Hey, Carrie, I've been watching your stuff for a while. That's it. Like that's all. And so what we coach around, so Sharon and I always coach around is like, you just don't know who's, who's watching. Right. So it, it's, you know, your interpretation of what your brand is and providing value and all that stuff, it eventually will, you know, will land you something for sure. Um, because you're building a tribe, you're building an audience, you know? 100%. Yeah. And so the way it, the way it really started is, believe it or not, Sharon was my first client. <laughs> it was, it was uh, 2018. It was like November, December, 2018. He reached out to me. We, he knew that I was already growing my, my, you know, my following on Instagram uh, just from testing different influencers and celebrities and things that I was trying to build as far as relationships. Yeah. And he's told his story many times before, and he's super transparent with this. He was at 9,000 followers. He wanted to get to 10,000 marks so he could get the swipe up. He bought the bots and the fake followers. It completely ruined his account because Instagram, it's a no-no for them, right? They just don't like third-party stuff. And they do sweeps like very frequently. So they run, you know, they run software to essentially kill your engagement. And that's essentially what happened to him. He went from having like 9,000 authentic with high engagement to almost like having 200 followers. That's the engagement that it dropped to. Like Yikes. the numbers were still there. The engagement was dead. So we decided we were going to scrap that account completely and start from scratch, which was that was an interesting conversation. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? I got to get rid of like 12, 13,000 followers. I was like, yeah, we got to, we got to start from scratch just so we can get that engagement back going. So that's what we did. And ultimately he just believed in the product so much that, you know, he joined on and um, the rest is history. We've been, we've been crazy. It's just been such a, a ride, um, but it's, it's been really good as far as growing the brand. So if I were to guess what the other real estate agents who are listening right now are thinking, I mean, they're like 22 deals from Instagram. How do I develop that level of success? I think there's so many people out there saying, hey, I can help you with your Instagram. I can help you with your social strategy, right? I get contacted all the time. But what I see you doing with some of my favorite people in the industry it's it's very different. So talk a little bit about how you're getting these kind of results for people. Yeah, you know what's interesting is Carrie, you've done a really good job of your personal brand, by the way. Um, Thank you. you. You really, really have. So you and Dan are, are obviously geniuses in the space. You guys do so much for you know uh, for the real estate industry. But the but the cool thing is this: you definitely share a lot of vulnerability and certain experiences, right? With your life, with your kid, with your fitness goals. You know that we were at closing table and I didn't mean to call you out, but girl, I love it. Like I absolutely love the stuff that you do. And what I try to tell agents and Sharon and I talk about this all the time is in order for them to work with you, they, they got to know, like, and trust you. Right. And yeah. that takes a lot of vulnerability with a lot of people that most people don't want to know. Like they don't want people to know about them. And I think that's the major problem because all of us, like 
on this call, right, on the Zoom, I we know and we probably have a ton of agents like on our on our profiles, like on our, you know, as friends or followers or whatever. And literally all of all of the feeds look very similar. It's it's spam city. It's spam city. So it's coming soon, just listed. Look at me. I sold X amount. Like it's just me, 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 me. Right. Yeah. You just, you just, there's nothing. I don't know anything about that person. Right. And you essentially look like everybody else. Right. And so for us, the main thing that we say is you have to be, it's almost like a 70, 30 role, right. Which is like 70% interest likes, uh, uh, vulnerability about your family, things that you like. And then the 30% real estate or whatever other interests you have. Carrie, I know for a fact has a ton of other interests, obviously very well known in a space for real estate, but you've got other things that you eventually might want to, you know, talk about where, whether it's charity or whatever. And that's why we always focus in on building around the person and not around the group or the name. Um, yeah. because when there is time for other interests to, you know, interest to come up, then it's very easy for them to just be like, oh, okay, sure. I, I love Carrie. Let me go ahead and, you know, donate to her charity or, or whatever it is, whatever it is that you're trying to do. Completely. Yeah. Well, when you think about, so I'm reading the comments in here and I love it because Sharon is a hundred percent right. And I've experienced them at this in my own social media growth. Like, I think I put out this great piece of content and I'm like, four people watched it, right? <laughs> so talk about how you build this enormous audience so that someone like a Sharon or like you or Jason Capital or some of the other yeah. people that, that I look up to that are in this space, they have the type of stage to really get attention and then to be able to generate deals and business and opportunity through that stage. Yeah, so I think Sharon, I, I caught the very end of it and you know, so like, I, I think he may have touched on it, which is like, you know, entering the conversation in the, in the, the mind of, of the consumer, right? And, and some of the problems that they may have. Um, I, I'm a big firm believer of, so I guess let's step back. Instagram is, a, is probably the most engaged platform that there is. Just because that there is so many tools and like stickers, polls, questions, DMs, there's literally a dozen things to have a two-way conversation with an audience, right? Yeah. The, the, yeah, right? So the best thing that you can always do, and for all of us on here who have real estate businesses, you guys go through so much shit, like, on a daily basis. I mean, think about all the things literally right now that is, like, falling apart. Like, seriously, there's so many lessons learned. It doesn't need to be, like, like when you're on camera or you're doing a tutorial – it doesn't need to be so stiff in a sense of here are the three tips of buying a first home or whatever. You, you're literally experiencing things, and especially now, now more than ever, where social media is up over 35% right now as far as viewership. Oh, yeah. We're sitting at home watching you, and we're, we're on a daily basis. We're having so many COVID-related addendums, and it's like constantly changing, right? And you're having real-life situations that are coming from your clients that are they're literally having meltdowns on the other end, right? Which is something that you should give in a in a personal way and address that you know that situation so that way there's connectivity on the other end, right? I think again, most of us are too worried about the very instructional type information versus real life scenario. If that makes sense. It totally does. I think about some of the clients who have had the biggest crises, catastrophes, emotional responses. 
to situations and the ones who were the hardest to deal with in the moment are the ones or who face the hardest situations are the ones who are the the biggest raving fans of mine because yeah. when you lean in to a search a situation like that then people remember you for that hey kenneth is asking a question here which i think you you already kind of gave the answer to this but i think it's just to be really clear should your account be under your name or your corporation's name so two schools of thought here uh kenneth um if you have a business so like all of us so like for me i have dean aguilar group's business page right well has all the coming essentially everything real estate related carrie i know that you guys too have that as well yeah. Uh, most, yeah. and most teams do right so there's a lot of real estate related stuff you have most of your clients following that stuff that's great when you're building a personal brand it has to be around you the per person and it and it and it should be I personally like to use one primary account, so I don't really keep anything separate for for me. I just just a just a business. So you certainly, if it's going to be real estate related, just keep it under your team, um, and then build a brand around you. So it'd be Kenneth Powell at Kenneth Powell. You could also do Kenneth. Look, and a lot of times you can't find your name because <laughs> there's so many Kenneth Powells out there, right? So just variations of your name, so people know obviously it's you. So like Kenneth Dot Powell or. Kenneth underscore pal, something like that, but definitely build it around you. I hope that answered. Uh, I was just thinking of different plays on Kenneth Pal. There's so many. <laughs> there, there, really, there really is. Yeah, there's there's so many. Like for me, even Dean Aguilar, I had to, I had to use I, I I went with Craig Valentine's strategy. So he his is like real Craig Valentine. And which is crazy because there's not Valentine, even the way he spells it is not like a very it's common really name. Yeah. Right. But someone has it. So you yeah. had to use real Craig. And same thing with me. It had to be real Dean Aguilar, you know what I mean? But so just play around with it a little bit. I had to be the Carrie Scholl. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Are you a real estate agent in the DMV area or thinking about becoming a real estate agent in the DMV area? Why not join the highest selling team in the DMV? The Carrie Scholl team is hiring more agents. We have the best training systems, the best culture, and the best environment to get you to the next level, whether that's starting out and getting to six figures or getting from six figures to 250 or to half a million or even beyond. Go to carryshawcareers.com. Again, that's carryshawcareers.com. So Jose is asking you a really good question. He's saying, sure. what are some strategies you would suggest for free organic reach? Okay. Let me start by saying a couple of things. As you know, with even with Facebook, right, the organic reach is pretty pretty dead. You know what I mean? So even the people who are following you that you connect with closely, there's a chance with their algorithm that, you know, they bury your content. So it's becoming that way with Instagram. It's going to eventually be that way with TikTok, which Sharon and I are actually testing uh, quite frequently lately. It, it just happens to all the platforms, okay? So... What I can say is this, with Instagram, everyone seems to think that it's this big complicated thing as far as like the um, algorithm, and it really, really isn't. Again, Sharon and I have a direct contact with Instagram and they've laid out how it works. It's gonna be super simple, you ready? Okay, if people engage with you and you have high engagement, they're gonna show your stuff to more people. That's it. <laughs> that, that, that is the level of engagement. So. With that being said, right, since we, because what happens is, is Instagram deems your platform like um, uh, as, a, as a benefit to their platform. So then they essentially just show it and put it on explore page. And that's how you potentially could go viral. 
the way that you build an organic reach is you have to do something that invokes like a two-way co conversation with someone. So like if you're going to do a, just maybe even a standard picture, make sure that your captions with a picture is much longer. So explain. So like you can't put a picture and then just the caption say my life. You know, that's my life or something like because it, it tells me nothing. Right. You have to has to be a little story around the, the captions. And then even in the captions, you can ask for a call to action. So, like, has anybody ever experienced this in their life? Please comment below because I don't want to be the only one. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So what happens now is you're going to get a laundry list of like just comments. And, and as long as you're engaging your this is like a Gary Vee thing. Right. So you guys understand, like, you know, you engage back with your audience. The, the algorithm says, okay, cool. These guys are having conversations with each other. Let me show it to that person more frequently. Yes. It's, it's, you know what I mean? It's super simple. You can do that strategy too, Jose, in, in your stories. And Sharon and I, if you ever follow him, he does it a lot more than I do, um, which is, and we got it from Jason Capital, right? So Jason is a master at this, which is DM the word shawl, right? Or for some kind of call to action. So it could, it could be like, you know, you know, for a special preview, for my special opt-in link for this coming soon, take the virtual tour, DM me the word Orange County or whatever, right? Yeah. And they DM you, it triggers the algorithm to say, hey, Carrie must know, Dean, I answer back, right? So now there's a two-way conversation. And then when I answer back, I'm giving the link for an opt-in so I can collect an email address. So now I'm building a list. So smart. And it works because one of the things that I don't know who it is that taught me this, but it's a, it's a common thing. The confused mind does nothing, right? Mm -hmm. So when I was learning from Craig and Jason Capital, one of the things that I took away was, and the, and the strategy that you and Sharon are using too, if you tell them do this, they know what to do. But if you say DM me, they're like, DM you what? And then they get, they don't know what to say. They get nervous, right? Yep. So when you're, when you're specific, then the engagement goes way up. Yeah. So look, I'm going to touch on that. That's, that's really, we use that as well. What you just said, which is like, you know, when they're confused, the, they're, the, the answer is usually no, or they don't know what to do. So we say the same thing. So I always say it, but I, here's when, when, when I use this is so like in your, in your guys's bio links, right? A lot of people like doing two things. I care. We talked about this, but it, there's a place and a time I would use these certain links in like your business page. But when it comes to your personal brand and you want a very specific call to action, I wouldn't necessarily use your personal website in your bio link. Because what happens is, is if I land on, you know, Jose's Jose.com, it, it, I, I have to, I don't know what I'm looking at. I'm looking at an about Jose, uh, about the team careers. Like there's so many tabs, right? And, and the same thing goes with Linktree. Like we talked about Linktree before. You know, sometimes with Linktree, the only, the only problem is, is if you have something specific, maybe it's a listing that you want to highlight. It's just a great listing. Make it very specific to that because with like something like Linktree, there's literally 13 options, right? So when the consumer has too many options, they choose none. Right. They just don't. Like, I mean, I, you know, what am I looking at? I, should I go to your YouTube? Should I go to your LinkedIn? <laughs> should I look at your course? Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm like clicking off of it, right? And so that's, yeah. that's what we always recommend is a singular call to action in your bio or in your stories. And that's when you can certainly use 
for those of you who don't have like 10,000 followers and can't use this feature to swipe up, then use the DM feature, which is DM me the word specific. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're going to be there in no time. I know you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, following. I love it. We need to talk about it again. <laughs> no, no, no worries. I'm going to come to your hood soon. I see. We were supposed to go back like a month ago. I'm so bummed. We're going to go on July 4th. So I'll come by and see you. Are you really? That's awesome. I would love that. Yeah, that yeah, would be absolutely. super fun. Okay. So talk to them a little bit about how you leverage influencers. Cause that's ultimately what you're a genius at is like taking the, the attention from somebody who has a huge audience and then generating that attention for your clients. So can you explain a little more about how that works? Yeah. So man, it's been quite a ride. You know, a couple of the people we've worked with in the past, you know, that have bought these types of, so like Dean Graziosi, Wolf of Wall Street, all these people have, this is how they're growing their influence, right? So you see these guys having millions of followers and it's not coming organically. So what I, what I tell folks is it is going to be very, very super tough to, and I guess I'll let me put it to you this way. Anybody who tells you the hashtags or what's going to grow your audience it's, is lying to you. It's, it's, it's one thing to get hashtags and have like local hashtags to bring in local eyes, but to, to bring in followers at scale is very tough to do it that way, right? So there's really only two ways. One way is running ads. That's one way. The other way is going to be influencer marketing. So influencer marketing, essentially what you're doing is you're just like Carrie said, you're barring an audience of someone that has millions of followers and they are essentially shouting out Carrie's account. So, um, you know, we've spent, shoot, man, it's been, I mean, all 18 months. That's all I've done. That's how Sharon and I linked up is because I was growing my account, building relationships. And then obviously him being the man, he, uh, he came aboard and that uh, our ability to build bigger relationships has grown. Right. So I'll give you guys an example. So like, you know, we work with a lot of celebrities and military. So like, you know, Floyd Mayweather, Dan Blazarian, two of the Kardashians, you know, stuff like that. Now, a lot of people are like, well, what does that mean for me? What it means is they run giveaways and shout outs to where they're shuttling tens, hundreds of thousands of followers in one given pop. Um, and it's usually within a three day span of when that happens. Right. And so there's a large influx of, of followers that come in. The thing is, though, there is a an entire process and sequence around this. So like if Carrie said, you know what, I want to bring my, build my network. I have so many projects that are coming up. How can we grow the audience? I want to speak on stage worldwide, not nationwide. Like there's, you have a lot of things that you want to do, right? Generally, yeah. you want you want to build an audience to be able to do that because, like I said before, with with the with the Instagram uh, sales that we had, six of them we didn't even know they were watching us, and it's that one relationship out of the hundreds of thousands that you may get that changes your life forever. Like seriously, you know. So the one thing to keep in mind, though. When we run promotions like those, is there's a there's a drop off. So like I'll, I'll give you an example, Carrie. So let, let's say you're like, you know what, Kylie has 175 million followers. Let me let me get on a promotion like that. Here's X amount of dollars. Let's say I'm going to get 250 thousand people. This is going to be great. You're doing this whole sequence around like what you're going to be posting, right? When yep. when the followers start to come in, because there's a strategy behind it. But when the, when the giveaway or the shout outs are over, usually there's a drop off of like 20%. Okay. Sure. So yeah. 
So those are the things that you just have to you know know and 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 work around. But for us, we like using a little bit more of a smaller scale and kind of build you up before we do any of that stuff. Right. So because if you did it so dramatically and then the content wasn't in the right place to keep those people interested, it would not be good for the algorithm, right? You gave two options for growth. Both were good. The third, which most people do when they think about growth is they go get a bot. They do it. That's what most people think of though. Oh, I have this very nifty thing and it gets me all these followers and that's a real problem. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, exactly. So it's not about. So when we talk about. So it's funny because it's become such a weird word like followers. You know what I mean? What we're really looking at is is engaged raving fans. That's what we want, right? And so you know, going that route for just having the number obviously makes absolutely zero sense to anyone involved, right? So that's what essentially we do is we use a large U.S. based audience to drive it to folks. And and to be honest with you, it doesn't really matter about the count. It really more matters about the engagement. But Sharon always, Sharon always says this one thing. Anytime we're talking about cl- to clients about growth, which is, it's we can bring you to the stage, we just can't make you perform. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like the rest is up to you. So like I can yeah. I can reach out to Kylie's team and I can put you on a promotion, but if your stuff is no good, then they're going away. It serves you no purpose. It's just a, at that point, you just have followers. You know what I mean? And that that's no good. That's why we have like a second for us. There's like a secondary piece that we do, which is called Brand Academy. And him and I coach like every single week, part of our part of our deal, because you just need that. Right. You, there has to be there has to be good content. And that helps people show up and perform so that they keep their audience super engaged because they know how to be authentic and who to be, how to come across and what to talk about that really is meaningful to them, but is going to resonate with the audience. hundred percent. And you do, you do a phenomenal job of doing the sequences of like personal business, things that you love doing. I, I, I just keep that up girl. Cause you're doing an amazing job. By the way, you look great. Thank you. Did you, hit your, did you hit your goal? Um, I'm four pounds away. Oh, okay. Everybody on the call. Can we keep Carrie? account? I know this is real estate. Four pounds. Can we keep her accountable for four pounds? When are you supposed to hit that? So my goal is to hit it in two weeks. Okay. Two weeks. Uh, Ed says burpees. burpees. <laughs> no, Ed, I don't want to do burpees. No. Those are terrible. Those are the worst. But yeah. everybody running the, the mountain guy things. Yuck. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, if there's anyone out there who wants to get in touch because they are really committed to having fast growth with their Instagram, they want 22 transactions from Instagram. How should we get in touch with you? Uh, just, you, you know, best way to do it is through Instagram. I, I speak a lot on there, like a two-way conversation. So just real Dean Aguilar and just shoot me a DM. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Thanks. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. I hope you guys got a ton of value out of that like I did. We have quite a few people on here right now. So reach out to Dean if you guys are interested in working with him. And I will hopefully see you soon, Dean. Yes, uh, you'll see me soon. Okay. Bye, sweetie. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests 
improve our shows. Give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.